Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Welcome back. Welcome, everybody. What's going on, Angie? What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about nutrition and the pyramid stepping up to what is most important at the bottom to all the way to the top and what really doesn't matter. Whatever the goal is, if it's looking to lose weight, stay at the same weight, figuring out the right plan for you, basically. That's right, because really what we what we really are trying to do with Lingzo Fitness Academy is show you all the angles. Yeah. This is what we talked about in our last podcast with fitness, but I don't want to tell you what to eat because you're a grown-up. What I'd rather do is use my education to help you understand what considerations to make for yourself. Right. And so that you can do it for yourself. So we can give you a, a couple tools, some yeah. education and help guide you. But then ultimately you get to choose what you want your nutrition to look like mm-hmm. and how that's going to meet whatever goal you're looking to get after. You need to have some input in the plan. You need to be engaged in the process. Just like, just like when I am coached for business, for nutrition, by the way, I do have my own nutrition coach. I, I, I hire say, people to write my, for us for nutrition. I hire people to write my fitness programs. I hire people to help with, um, podcasting and business. And we don't just have them tell us what to do anymore because that led us to just getting what they wanted, but I want what I want. So what I do is what, or the way the best coaches operate is they have us engaged in the process and they have a framework and then they look at what we're trying to do and they ask us the right questions and they tell us what to consider. And then we work together for a solution. So before we get started, I was just going to say that I almost forgot because I was so excited about this topic. Before we get started, um, <laughs> where can us you at, find us, Paul? You can find us at missingpiecepodcast.com. Everything we do is on there. Our free Facebook group is on there. We do multiple trainings a week. Our Instagram is on there. Our website is on there. On that website, we have a nutrition guide, how to stop letting weekends sabotage your progress. We have an at-home strength training guide, which really is just a great tool, whether you're training at home or not. I think you'll you'll learn a thing or two about how to put a program together. We have backlogs of the podcast. So, you know, just missingpeacepodcast.com. Everything we do is there. Go Our check next it out. anti-diet coaching program, when that'll be rocking and rolling. Right. So you can get information about how to jump in on that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's start at the bottom of the pyramid. Well, let's first talk about let's get some clarity. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out what you're looking to do with your nutrition first. And there's a lot of different angles we can help guide you to. But you have to know, OK, are you looking to lose weight? Are you looking to stay at the same weight? Are you looking to have more energy from your food, better performance? So I think we need to start there and then we can kind of start going up. Don't you agree? I do. I do agree. And I think I think we need to start not only with like getting specific there, but really just thinking about what what are what are you really willing to put into it? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's not like a challenge like you don't want it bad enough. That's not what that is. It's it's just like like are you willing to punish yourself and restrict? And that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. It's just, you know, how much bandwidth do you have? Yep. 
how much band that's all it is. She said, Hey, where are you at with work? Where are you at with kids? Where are you at with family? Where are you at with your life? How much bandwidth do you have to put to this? So we can, we can use that bandwidth appropriately and set you up for success. But yeah, let's start with, let's say you are looking to lose weight or maintain weight. The most important thing you need to know is how much food you're consuming, what that equals in terms of calories. So how much calories you're consuming. And then we have to know how much protein you're consuming. Those are the two most important things that we look at when it comes to actually having data to make sure you're moving in the right direction. So if it's weight loss, I mean, you want me to throw out some numbers, like kind of give them an idea or I mean, we've done. I mean, you you can, but they're you can, but it doesn't really matter what you would like. What we start people with is we just have them track for a week or two and we just see what they're actually eating. And then if they want to lose weight, we eat less than that. It's literally that simple. Right. And if you're like, I don't know, that seems too much. I mean, take your goal body weight. If you have more than, what, 10 pounds to lose, I always say, hey, take your goal body weight. Start with that times 10. And that can equal the amount of calories you can aim for. But if not exactly what Paul said, we call it an observation period. We need a good week to see what you're doing and what's actually happening with your weight. And a lot of people freak out. They're like, well, wait a minute, you don't want to tell me what to eat? And I'm like, no, I want to see like the real life of Paul and what you're eating. And then we can kind of make some substitutions, some additions, maybe some subtractions to kind of get the, the needle moving. But first, just eat what you're eating and watch what your weight does and maybe use a tracking app to figure out how many calories that is. So then we know how to uh, take some away. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, a a note on that is, you know, we're always looking at stuff with an eye for sustainability. And so if we just tell you what to eat and it's complete, what if you hate it? Is that sustainable for you just hate all the food you eat forever? What if we tell you what to eat for dinner and your family just will not eat that same food? Then what do you do? Right. Right. Like that's not sustainable. So no, we're not going to tell you. Um, And also if we want it to be sustainable and we start with what you're already doing, isn't that that by definition sustainable? Cause you're you're already doing it. And then what we can do is just look for the areas where we can make the smallest tweaks that'll move you in the right direction. And that's what we're looking for is that lopsided ROI. Like, Hey, you drink a 400 calorie coffee drink every morning. What if we substituted some of that sugar out? What if we, what if we substitute some of that milk out? Uh, and now, now you're down to a hundred calories and you're eating 1500 calories a day. We just saved you 1300. You just reduce your calorie intake by 20%. Yeah. With one little substitution. That's a lopsided ROI. You'll barely notice it. That's one example, right? Yeah. So anyway, keep, keep, keep preaching, Ange. <laughs> okay. Well, once you kind of know, And you have an idea of how many calories you're consuming. Well, exactly what Paul said. You just eat less. And I always tell people, look at something obvious that you're eating that you wouldn't really miss that much. And most people think it has to, quote unquote, be these bad foods, right? Or these not healthy foods. I'll tell you what. Once I realized how many calories were really in a banana and peanut butter. Now, I think they taste good, but I also really like to have dessert. So I'm like, you know what? I was eating a banana and peanut butter every single day and a pretty large banana, which can be a good 150 calories. Two tablespoons of peanut butter. I'm at another 200. I'm at 350. I'm like, I won't really miss that. So you're then just looking at. Hold on. Nobody actually eats two tablespoons of peanut butter. We should address that. Okay. Tell them, tell them why two tablespoons of peanut butter. That's the serving size is 190 calories, roughly. 
And it's a really sad looking serving. It's a really small amount. So people are like, oh, I'm eating like two tablespoons of peanut butter. And like, no. And then you see the, ta- you see the tablespoons. And, you, and the best way to, to really see what you're doing is to weigh it out. Don't use a tablespoon, weigh it out. You're like, oh, I was measuring that at 190 calories. That's 700 calories worth of peanut butter because it's just a giant scoop. They're like, look, I'm using a tablespoon, right? right. <laughs> and they're like, don't worry, we've all been there. Yep. But it's very eye opening. It's very eye opening. That's all. That was, that was my point. And I just, I can't talk about peanut butter and say, like, oh, two tablespoons. Like, nobody eats two tablespoons of peanut butter. Honestly, if you're just eating peanut butter and you probably just take that out of your your daily intake, you'll probably start losing weight right there. Well, I mean, none of us really eat two tablespoons. But yes, so what I'm saying is, I think we think it has to be all these clean like common sense foods, but it really doesn't like what matters the most and what's sustainable is something that you're going to look forward to doing every single day. So you just look at something that you're like, I can do without that. I won't miss it that much. Like I really enjoyed rice for a really long time. And then I enjoy cookies and I enjoy other like I, I like chips. So I took rice out and I'm not missing it. I'm still healthy, but it reduces my calories a lot. So it's figuring out how much you're eating first. And then it's starting to take some calories away to start losing weight. And now we got to focus on your protein intake. Okay. So if we're looking at the pyramid, or do we even have to call it a pyramid? No. That seems weird. Step one, highest, highest priority is energy balance, is eating the appropriate amount of calories for your goal. Yes. Period. What is energy balance, Paul? Eating the right amount of calories for your goal. Right. Calories in, calories out. There we go. Calories in, calories out. You have to consume less. If you, you if you, if you, so you have to weight. take in less mm-hmm. than, yeah, than that's going out. Okay. So we got that. Now, step number two, you have to dial in your protein intake. Paul, do you want to fill us in? Why protein? Like, why is it important? And then we can kind of tell them how much we recommend. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is that it, it'll signal, it'll signal you to build and keep muscle. So when you are so we're, we're ta- we talk a lot about weight loss because we live in America and most people want to lose weight. So if you're in a calorie deficit. And most people want to build muscle. And most people want to build muscle. Right. So if you're in a calorie deficit, you're eating less than you burn, you are losing weight. You're burning up tissue. And, you know, that tissue is it's going to be a combination of fat and muscle. You can't really burn up bone for for energy and you're going to lose some water weight. But when we talk about the actual like tissue that's being lost, it's fat and it's muscle, it's some combination of the two. If we are looking to change the way we look to improve our body composition, so have lower levels of body fat, the quickest way we can do that is by reducing body fat. So if we want to, if we want the maximum amount of the weight that we lose to come from body fat instead of a combination of body fat and muscle, so the calories signal our bodies to lose weight, to start burning up some excess tissue and keeping the protein level high in conjunction with lifting weights. Although it, it just it does signal on its own, but it really turbocharges it with lifting weights, signals you to keep and build new muscle. So if you're keeping and building new muscle, but you're burning up tissue, guess what? The vast majority of that tissue you're burning up is going to come from fat. Right. Now you're recom- recomposing your body. That's a good thing. Yeah. And then the other reasons why we go higher on the protein is when you're eating less calories, you're going to be hungry and protein's going to be more satiating than carbs or fat. So it's going to keep you fuller longer. And then it does take more energy, energy being calories to break down 
and absorb protein. So then you're just naturally burning more calories. Like true. That's true. I just, I'm not going to lean on that too hard, but Hey, you increase it and it's a natural way to do it. It's true. But the biggest one is, Hey, you want to signal to lose fat tissue, not muscle tissue. Okay. So how much, I mean, ultimate goal is getting up to consuming one gram of protein per pound of goal body weight. So let's say that my goal body weight is 120. I'm going to try to consume 120 grams of protein. Let's just put it this way. If you are not consuming 30% of your calories, probably coming from protein, we need to increase that. And you can put that kind of stuff into an app. So like if you're in like MyFitnessPal, you can set your calorie goal in there and then change the percentages to be 30%. And that's a good place to start or look at how much you are consuming and go for at least women, like 20 to 25 grams of protein per serving. And then what guys would you recommend like 25 to 40 Maybe higher. 40. Yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, if we're looking at average weights, guys want to be somewhere around, you know, 160, 180 grams a day. Yeah. You know, and so if they're divide that up by however many, however many meals you want to have. And there's people who are like, oh, but you can, the blah, 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 the body can only consume so many, so much protein per sitting. Like just, that's a, that's a silly thing from like weight loss magazines. So you can have as much protein in sitting as you want, really. Yeah. And you can also have more than a per a pound per gram of body weight. Like I eat 30 to 40 grams above my body weight. I'm just right. more satiated by protein. I just really enjoy it. So first figure out where your calories should be. If you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to stay at the same weight and then get your protein dialed in. All right. So those are the two first two steps. Let's go with number three for considerations of how to make your nutrition plan work for you. How to design it. Yeah, I mean, the logistics. So, I mean, it's having numbers is one thing, but how how does that food end up on your plate in the time that you plan for? You know, and so, oh, well, what time should I plan for? Maybe that's the next question. Is breakfast the most important meal of the day? It's whatever you want, man, or girl. It's whatever you want. Should I stop eating before 7 p.m.? Literally does not matter. Does not matter at all. So... Do what makes sense for your schedule. Do what gives you the highest amount of energy and plan for that and plan on doing it as regularly as possible. Plan on being as consistent as possible. That's it. Yep. That's it. And so then if if you look at when are you going to eat and you know how many calories and how much protein you're going to have, then you can start dividing up like, oh, I want to have a little bit bigger dinner. Can I have a little smaller lunch? You know, maybe I don't want anything for breakfast. Maybe I do. It doesn't matter. Um, but then you can start planning. Okay, I'm going to have this many calories and this many grams of protein at this sitting. And then you can start thinking about what do I enjoy? And then you can start thinking about uh, is this portable or does it need to be portable because it'll be on the go? Right. You have to really think about the logistics. And and that's it. But and the thing is, that all sounds so tedious. But like we're all very like we have pretty we have rhythms in our life. So it's like you really only have to do this once. You really like once every blue moon because our schedules change every now and again. Our our tastes change, our preferences change. But like really the elbow grease goes into doing it once. And once it's done, then tweaking it is a lot easier. Right. You know, to be honest with you, it's not even that hard to begin with. It's a little bit of basic arithmetic. It's it's a little bit of self-reflection about when you want to eat and what your schedule looks like. 
And then how are you going to prep your food? How are you going to prep your food? Which so, you can go back to my prep call. Yeah. So how do you get it to your plate in the amounts that you said you were going to eat at the times you said you were going to eat? Now you've got your own customized meal plan. All right. Now what about types of food? How do you know what types of protein, what types of carbs, what types of fat? I think we all get really hung up with the good, bad, or the clean or not clean foods. And we're here to tell you it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're eating a carb from a banana or a sweet potato or a cookie. A carb is a carb is a carb to your body. It all breaks down the same. However, there are considerations for types of food and how you want to feel. And I think that kind of helps you then build the structure of the food that you're going to eat. And I know for me, we call it like our sweet spot. So I always make sure I hit my protein no matter what, every single day. And I'm usually choosing lean meat proteins, egg whites, Greek yogurt, protein shakes to hit that protein. But then on top of that, to stay in my calorie window and to enjoy what I eat, I always build in an enjoyment piece. Like I make sure part of my sweet spot to stay on any plan is having something that I look forward to eating or drinking every day. So it's creamer in my coffee for me and it's dessert after dinner. Everything else in between that I eat for energy because I own a business with Paul. I have two really busy babies. We we've got a lot going on. I want to eat for performance in the gym. So then I build my the rest of my plan around those quote unquote clean foods or foods that give you energy. Think about foods that spoil easily. Yeah, but you're not building a plan around them because they're clean. You're building your plan around them because you know that uh, how they make you feel. They give me energy and they make me feel less bloated and they keep my digestion regular. All things that are equally as important to me. Yeah. So I run like a tap. I just, yep. And I just want to clarify that. Like there's no, there's just, you know, there's just no such thing as clean or good or bad. There's literally just how does it make you feel and does it fit into your plan? And does it make it easier for you to stick to your plan? Right. You know, so like, um, if we have people that are never home and they might eat fast food out all the time just because of their work schedule mm-hmm. and they can still make it work. Now they might not have the best energy and sometimes they'll tell us I feel really bloated or whatever, but right. they can make it work and they can still lose fat or they can still say it the same weight right. with those foods. Yep. That's it. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's like once you have the basic arithmetic of what are your calories and how much protein do you want to eat? And then you start figuring out the logistics and then it's really just other considerations of you know, your, your food choice, yeah. which is like, you know, how is it going to make you feel? Is it going to make you feel bloated? Is it going to give you energy or do you just enjoy it and you don't care about those? I guess we'll call them consequences, even though that kind of has a negative connotation to it, but it's just effects, you know, um, that's it. You know, there's not a whole lot else to say. You know, it almost feels silly that we just covered it in less than 19 minutes, but you know, there's so much overcomplication of nutrition out there around windows and clean and unclean and good and bad and, insulin spikes and hormone hormonal like none of it matters like i mean i don't want want to say it doesn't matter but like it sorts itself out right it sorts itself out with the other four things that we just talked about and if you find yourself feeling overwhelmed dial it back to what we just talked about i guarantee success 
guarantee it. Yeah. Guarantee it. So, um, and again, like you mentioned earlier, we're doing trainings like this in our Facebook group all the time. So all the time. And it's like, it seems, it seems so simple, but it's like, sometimes you just need to hear it a bunch to make it click. Or sometimes you just need to hear some of the different angles, or sometimes you just need to hear us dial in on like one little piece of it for it to make sense to you. But I promise like, just, just keep, keep hearing the message right like just keep letting it sink in and at a certain point it it just becomes so common sense and so automatic that it's like you literally have this problem figured out and then you can just go on and spend your mental bandwidth on whatever else you want (laughs) you got it yeah cool i think that's that wraps it up all right guys well then we'll say goodbye and we'll catch you next time all righty